Welcome to the Focus B Show, where Katie Stoddard, high performance coach, interviews experts around the world in performance and mindfulness. Now, here's your host, Katie. Welcome to another episode of the Focus Bee Show. Today I'm here with Sela Masseling. Sela is an innovation consultant and a design sprint facilitator. Sela and I worked closely for a year or so, and I am so pleased to have her on the show. Thank you so much for joining, Sela. Yeah, thanks, Katie. I'm really happy to be on the show as well. I've never been on a podcast, actually. So. Wow, first time on a podcast. Amazing. What an honor. Thank you. <laughs> I know that you're very creative from our work together and I'm wondering sort of what sort of structures have you put in place that have helped you to have more uh, structure? That's a strange sort of sentence, structure, yeah. more structure. I meant to say what sort of practices have you put mm. in place to have more structure? Yeah. Yeah, this has been a struggle for a long time because I'm quite creative personality, so to say. And uh, I think my bit my pitfall is that I get like excited when I see a practice that uh, that, that looks like really decent, or uh, and then it's it can be quite elaborative. So I get like, okay, I'm gonna try to apply it, <laughs> but many times that failed. So I found actually, and also um, we have worked together in, in, uh, for, as a coach, like. Uh, you as my coach uh, and uh, what we kind of discovered I felt is that some simpler practices were better so for example I also using um, not every day but most days practice that you do as well I think but you told me that you do it also uh, it's super simple just uh, three things I want to do that day how do I want to feel that day which I, I love as well it's not only about uh, checking off to-dos, right? Uh, so simple things like that. And just using my Google Calendar, it's like my best friend, right? Reminders, uh, putting, I have like a certain color for things that I want to do, like planning seller. And then I just put in the calendar and I like work two hours on that. Even though I don't always stick to it. So <laughs> something to improve that. Nice. Yes, I also believe that simplicity works a lot better and it's easy to get caught up by all these fancy productivity methods and planning. But actually, at the end of the day, if you manage to stick consistently to something that works and that you enjoy mm. doing, like you're using your Google Calendar or different colors, is a great way of keeping track. I use Outlook Calendar, but same, same. That also really helps me. So it's interesting to see, you know, what helps you most. And I love what you said about the importance of how you want to feel, because I know this is something also myself that I didn't take into account for years. And when I discovered it, I thought, ah, oh, this makes sense. It's not all about what you achieve during the days. How do you want to feel? Do you want to feel productive? Do you want to feel creative? Do you want to feel fulfilled, at peace, calm? And then adding that to your tasks. Love that. I'm wondering, there's this sort of preconceived idea that says that if you have structure, it helps you to be more free and more creative. 
Have you found this while putting this through? Have you felt that you have more freedom and more creativity thanks to some of these structured practices you have? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, definitely. Because I feel in like the times where I didn't have any structure, I, I felt guilty a lot of the time. So it's like, oh, you, you feel like you've got so many to-dos, etc., And then uh, you, you never give yourself the time to work on the things that, uh, that's like creative work for you. So, and you're always like, oh, I have, I have this thing to do. And I, I don't know how much time I still have left before the deadline comes up. <laughs> so I feel like if you have that, and I learned it from a lot of friends as well. He just said, I worked with a friend who I worked with as well. And he said, uh, okay, so how much time do we want to spend on the preparation? Okay, let's say six hours, okay, three meetings, two hours each. And then that was the time we spent. <laughs> I was like really impressed because I, I tend to maybe spend also more time than needed on certain things. So it's, it's nice to just like decide, okay, for that project to make it a success, I need to spend that amount of time. And then yeah, when you have that plant, you can just free flow a bit more for the other time you still have. Yes, I love this part that you said about the guilt, because I feel that's yeah. very true, that when you don't have structure, you always feel you should be doing things. And this takes up a lot of mental space, just like procrastination takes up a lot of mental space. What I've found in my own life and with my clients is exactly this, is that if you have some structure, it doesn't have to be super rigid, but a bit of structure, it helps to liberate other time where you can be more creative in the flow and it helps to liberate that extra mental spend, mental space. What other struggles have you had given that you're very creative? So what struggles have come up for you? Mm, I think what I just already mentioned is like spending too much time on task as well. <laughs> It's like, oh, there's a, this course I'm going to teach. And then it's research here, research there. Da, da, da. <laughs> so I think it's just also that in, in the way you work. And I've, I've also learned to be very, I'm quite visual. So it's interesting what you said also with the planning that you can use this strength also to help uh, maybe your weakness or your pitfalls, right? So when I work, for example, on a course, I first draw the course, like, okay, this is day one, this is day two, day three, for example. And then um, working with post-its, for example, and uh, having maybe carving out some space for this free flow. It's like, okay, first day, I'm just going to free flow and I'm going to write, make, make notes, because otherwise it's like, every time I see an article, um, I have this like word document that says research. So even if it's not very structured, at least I put like the link of every article that I read because otherwise it's like, oh, I read it somewhere, but I can't find it anymore. <laughs> and even though my system is not as organized as I'd like it to be, but the other day I was like, oh, I remember I researched this and I don't know exactly where in my slides it is, but I remember I researched it. And then I just looked in my research file. And I was like, and I could find the article again. I'm so happy. I feel that there's a lot of different things that work for different people. And that as long as you have a method that works, even if it's not perfect, that's already mm. a great improvement. Hence, you yeah. know, you feeling happy when it happens. What helped you to 
spend less time on certain activities. You said that this was one of your main sort of pitfalls. What has helped you manage your time in a way that you don't end up spending too long on certain tasks? Mm. What has helped me? Because, for example, in the, what I tended to do was every time I give a course, I would reinvent a lot instead of just using the same. <laughs> So the last time I gave a course, I kept it nearly the same, actually. <laughs> um, okay, it worked pretty well before, so I knew I could keep, uh, keep it the same. So, um, yeah, I think I just also learned from, a lot from other people. I just, you know, again, that, that same friend uh, who I work with, and he would just say, he, he's just much more improvising. So I just, uh, you know, this, this is what I, f I feel like teaching now. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so so that's that's what I did. But um, I don't know if I, I properly answered your question now, actually. Yes, you did. You basically said that something that came across was you saying that you trusted basically your previous work in a fail mm. sense that you didn't feel you needed to reinvent the wheel every time, which I yeah. think can be a reason why people spend too long on certain activities is maybe if they feel that they constantly need to redo it or maybe yes they get caught up in things and they just spend a long time another struggle that i think is very common with people that have a creative type of personality is the consistency and i know to be honest that i have struggled with this a lot myself and i yes it's for our type of personalities, because in some ways, Stella and I have similar personalities in the creative realm, it can be difficult, <laughs> to put it mildly. So what has helped you to be consistent? What sort of practices have you managed to do consistently? And what has helped you to maintain this consistency? Yeah, that, that's nice that you mentioned that, because that, that's something that helps a lot also. With, uh, because when you do something consistently, you don't need a lot of planning, actually. So that's a, that's a nice that's a nice thing. And there's something I also learned from you, actually, because I remember in one of our last sessions, because I, I said, okay, now uh, next step is that I'm going to do this planning of, uh, I don't know, a year, then down to three months, then down to a week, whatever. It seems the most logical thing to do. <laughs> but, uh, and then you said, look, oh, maybe you can also, you know, if it's not that clear what the steps are, you can also just see what you feel inspired to do instead of saying like, oh, you're going to spend now three months working on a website and then three months on research or the other around. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to have that flexibility to do what you feel inspired to do. So actually the advice you told me is do something every day, right? If it is just one little action but do something every day. And um, I'm not sure I really actually applied it properly, but uh, a few weeks ago, because th this is maybe another good tip. <laughs> I have now every bi-weekly sessions with a friend of mine and we kind of coach each other, <laughs> which is really nice. So in our last session, this came up again. So it's nice to be reminded of that. Uh, she said like, okay, she called it zero sum, I think. I don't know if you also call it like that. Uh, and she also said that same thing, like do something every day. So in her case, it was about around social media, you know, like be active on social media. Um, and I, and this is a hobby that we also both have in common. Oh, I actually, I don't know if you wanted to, people to know that, sorry. 
<laughs> so we like singing. Uh, and um, um, so I said, I said, like, I'm a bit frustrated that, you know, okay, I'm doing my breathing exercise, but I'm not really getting into the, the rhythm of practicing a lot. So we said, okay, let's do something every day. So now for a week I've been doing that and it's, it's really cool because you know, like, I just have in my mind like do this really small thing. Uh, I'm just going to listen to the song that I'm learning. It's very simple. <laughs> and then whilst I listen to it, I like, sing along with it. So before you know it, you're actually doing a proper practice. Yes, I love this. I think it's a great way of having consistency just by doing one thing every day, but it doesn't even have to be the same thing, but just doing one thing towards singing, for example, means yeah. that you have that momentum. It helps you build that momentum. And also in general, if it is something that you're doing the same every day, so for example, in my case, I meditate every day, then the power of habit, like you said, means there's less planning involved. It does become more mm. automatic. Then consistency is easier. Personally, in my case, where I've struggled most with consistency, I'm actually curious if this has been one of your main struggles, is boredom. I get bored very easily. Mm. And when I have the same practice for a couple of months, uh, suddenly I just change. Sometimes I don't even realize I do that. For example, I was doing a lot of the Wim Hof breathing on his app. Oh, yeah. I did that for two yeah. months or so. Now I'm not doing it. Now I meditate, uh, but I don't do the breathing with Wim Hof. So I'm curious, have you struggled with boredom from consistency? And if you have, what have you done about it? Or do you have a way to sort of vary your practice so you don't actually get bored with it? Mm, that's a very a good question which I never thought about <laughs> to, to think and talk at the same time. Um, because maybe it's, I'm the same as you, that I changed it um, without realizing that maybe it, I changed it because I was bored. <laughs> or maybe it's more evolved as well. Because I, I like in your example with the meditation, I have that too. I used, for example, for two years, I used the same app for meditation, Headspace. Uh, so I was like, you know, you have to buy a subscription. And so that's quite a long time, actually, right? Two years. So I guess maybe I don't get bored that, that quickly with something I enjoy. Um, but um, but I, did, I did change it, like uh, the meditation practice. And I changed, uh, but I think in the end, we're going to talk more about meditation, right? Because <laughs> I changed my practice a month ago a new practice um, but do I yeah do I get bored with uh, with the habits mm, yeah it sounds like you do it sounds like because you're enjoying what you're doing that mm. you and you vary it that maybe boredom if boredom comes in then you manage to somehow avoid it or change the practice or go towards somewhere else which i think is a healthy way of progressing i mean it's the same with me my meditation my exercise routine they sort of evolve i think the main point is to continue what you feel is important so if you feel it's important to be singing or to be meditating or exercising I don't think it matters that much that it's not the identical same exercise routine. I think the point mm. is you're still moving your body and you're feeling healthy. So yeah. that's yeah. definitely a good way to approach it. To continue on what you were saying about meditation, I like this. It's a great topic. And I do feel somehow it's really linked to creativity. Have you found that having a mindfulness a meditation practice helps you to be more creative? 
Yes, <laughs> absolutely. This is my savior, actually. <laughs> yeah, really, like we've, um, I don't know if more creative or le uh, probably yes. But what I noticed is that before I did meditation, even though I did, me I'm doing meditation already for seven years or something. <laughs> so like before meditation is already a long time ago. But uh, I do remember that um, in the early days that I would feel overwhelmed a lot if I didn't do the meditation. Or yeah, I, because I also have uh, dyslexia. Well, this goes very together with this creative uh, personality, right? So I would get like, uh, or I would forget things more, or so I would feel uh, less, I don't know, control is not a nice word, but it was uh, some form of control. I would feel like less in control without the meditation. I understand that. I think maybe control is one way of looking at it, but maybe it's more that overwhelm and stress makes you less sort of present yeah. in many ways. And by meditating more, you're more present and then you yeah. can manage things better. Maybe it's a yeah. sort of managing. I, I know what you yeah. mean with the yeah, word control, I mean. but it's true. The word control doesn't sound as nice, but yes, yeah. it's more managing everyday activities, everyday situations. It's easier if you have a meditation practice for sure. I, I, I don't know what I'd be like without it. I'm a very fast paced person and before I started meditation I spoke way too quickly and <laughs> also I think this is linked to stress so it's interesting it mm. showed up in different ways for you and me in your case it was maybe more overwhelm in my case it was a form of stress and what's interesting and I feel maybe a lot of people listening will identify with this is it was stress I wasn't aware of and I want mm. to sort of insist on this because I feel a lot of people are stressed, but because it's not that high intensity, like heart race, you know, huge pressure, they don't realize that their body is actually constantly under sort of minor stress, you know, constantly releasing cortisol. And it's only yeah. when you start meditating oh. or having a really uh, mindful practice that you notice, oh, actually, I was stressed before it's only by contrast this in my yeah. case it was only afterwards that i sensed this yeah how about you did you see sort of afterward did it make you realize all the more how overwhelmed you felt yeah yeah exactly yeah um yeah that's really interesting how you describe it yeah yeah and, I, and also even for health uh, things because i had this kind of coughing attacks at some point I remember and I really thought okay I have to to overcome this I have to do meditation it was like so clear that it, there was a link in my mind that uh, and and because it was so annoying this coughing attack so I got even more motivated <laughs> that's really interesting linking it to actual physical health I mean I also think of it in terms of physical health, but more in terms of it strengthens the immune system because you have yeah. less stress and less cortisol, your immune system is stronger. But it's interesting that you directly felt there was a link between coughing and if yeah. you practice meditation, it would help you 
recover from that. So it's our bodies are a whole and you can't separate the mind and the physical health and it's all related. And I feel the more we are aware of this and the more we work on all parts sort of holistically, that's the definition, right, of holistically, all different parts, the more we notice links that we won't, wouldn't have mm. noticed before. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing the link between actually I meditate, I cough less, right? Probably, yeah. you know, 10 years ago when you never made it, meditated in your life and someone had told you this, you would be like, <laughs> well, that's not related. But then yeah, later exactly. on, you're like, oh, actually, if I healthily like this, I sleep better. And then when I sleep better, I'm less stressed the next day. And you start realizing that everything's cor correlated. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. What are your main sources of inspiration for creativity? I want to sort of go back on creativity mm. before we finish. What helps you to feel inspired? So we were talking right now about meditation can help you, but do you have any other maybe books or things that you do that sort of help you release that potential of creativity? Mm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um I think uh, singing, for example, you know, like having a, a hobby that is that you feel a bit like, yeah, expressing your yourself <laughs> somehow. Um, that can help. Um, for me, it's always like talking with with people. It's meeting new people is <laughs> super inspiring for me. Uh, and I just go. I'm I'm quite like I'm outgoing in a certain way uh, that I just uh, read on LinkedIn and I see like oh what's uh, what's that person's profile oh there's some word that looks interesting I just write them <laughs> uh, or um, how I met very interesting I, I told you I have like a new meditation practice it's called heartfulness. and how I discovered that was also through LinkedIn through some I was just working. Uh, and uh, I was looking at something called question storming, which is, by the way, also a good way to be creative. It's just think about questions, generate questions. Uh, so I was looking at uh, just Googling question storming and came across this article. And then I was like, oh, interesting. Who wrote this article? Oh, OK, what's on his LinkedIn profile? <laughs> OK, maybe it's a bit creepy. OK. Uh, then I just went to Miss LinkedIn and said, Heartfulness, oh, interesting. So I just wrote him and said, oh, I like your article. Um, in Heartfulness sounds interesting. Don't remember how I um, went on. And then he said, like, oh, okay, I can actually give you a training in Heartfulness. I was like, really? <laughs> For free. <laughs> because Heartfulness trainers don't charge anything. So. I said, wow, okay. <laughs> and then I sort of learned something new. So I think that that's one of my main inspirations. That's really nice. That's really beautiful. And I don't actually think that's creepy. I think that's actually proactive. <laughs> I think if you look up something and you feel inspired and then you go to the LinkedIn and then you write to them, that shows great proactivity because mm -hmm. you're taking something that inspired you and you're not just thinking, oh, maybe I'll reach out one day. You're doing it immediately. And there's a reason why yes. these people write these articles with their LinkedIn link. They want you to connect. They want you to write. So you're not being creepy. It's not like you had to, you know, search the internet for hours to find his profile, though. It's, it's like they yeah, want yeah, to yeah, be yeah. reached. So, yeah, I think that's really nice and really proactive. Good. Yeah. 
Sela, we're coming to the end of the interview. Where can people find you? Can they connect with you on LinkedIn? Or oh, LinkedIn. <laughs> See, they're allowed. It's not creepy. They're allowed to connect with you. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Great. I'll put your, your link in the show notes and any other things that you'd like me to add, I'll gladly put that too. Thank you so much for sharing your tips on creativity and the link also with meditation and mindfulness. It was so, so great to have you. Yeah, it was great fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Focus B Show. We would love to hear your feedback. Let us know in a review how this episode inspired you. Keep buzzing. 